1: hey guys we're back to talk about elias grace part four five and six did she do it we have more questions ourselves stay tuned
0: you're tuning into the destination for tv superfan discussion after buzz tv and now
1: let the buzz begin! Probably get familiar. My, my Lander Jacket thriller, the show <laughs> Nice. <laughs> I'm a lady, killer.
0: lady Killer. Well, Lady
1: Killer is right. Hey, guys. Thanks for tuning in to Elias Grace on our Netflix reviews and coverage. I'm your host, Shay Jones. You can find me at RealShay Jones on Twitter and Instagram. And this lovely lady next to me. Hey, guys. I'm Ashley
0: Sullivan. You can find me on Instagram at AshleySullivanActress.
1: Well, guys, we're here to talk about part four, five, and six of Elias Grace, which is a, is a lot to take in. There was a lot. In this lot. last half. I sort of feel like I need
0: to go, like, I want to write an essay on this show, because there's so much to it. I mean, this could be like a, you know, a final paper in college. There's a lot going on. A term on. paper
1: about murders. Yeah, like your thesis could easily be on this show, I think. If you're, if you're majoring film, I can definitely see that. Yeah. Yeah. Because well, they're... We'll
0: go into it, but there's just a lot
1: going on. There is a lot. So we open part four. Um, obviously, her being in the prison and seeing another inmate getting beat, whipped, right? Uh, because she wanted extra food. Because we need food to live. So she wanted to grab a little extra bread.
0: Right. I think. It, yeah. It's just it's highlighting the abuse that goes on in those uh, in those prisons, and um, for something as simple as trying to get extra bread and. And the guards use that as a threat, as they're as she's leaving. That you know, if she acts out, that's going to be her next. Um, so she's constantly living in this you know state of fear that she's going to be abused.
1: Because she has been before in her experience, it's more likely to happen again. Absolutely. And Dr. Jordan is fantasizing
0: once again, once again about (laughs)
1: Grace, and it's just hot. I'm not going to trip. Like it's creepy as it's supposed to be. It's just not to me. I just think it's It's hot. hot. They're his fantasy. He has taste. Okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's funny because there's really no, yeah, there's no real romance in the in the show. So that's your little sliver of of time when you see something sort of sweet happening, even if it's a fantasy. So
1: yeah, I can it's a it's sexy. It's sexy. And then so and we have McDermott's confession versus Grace's confession. Right. Um McDermott that he says that, you know, Grace led him on. Right. She was the reason why he like she did it for him because she told him that's what she wanted.
0: Right, that she was sort of putting these ideas into his head that, you know, that Nancy thought she was better than them and um and that they shouldn't be treated the way they're being treated. And and that he was, yeah, sort of seduced in a
1: way um, yeah. by Grace. And just interesting just hearing his confession that he gave, like, right before the trial was just interesting. I'm like, why did you wait so long?
0: Absolutely. And was because he was, I mean, who knows why. But... According to Grace and Jamie, the lawyers were feeding information to them. So perhaps that was... Like lawyers will do. (laughs) Right? I mean, yeah. So maybe that was was part of why he did that.
1: And then Grace's confession is that she just saw McDermott drag Nancy into the cellar. And that's kind of all she remembers. Like seeing in her mind's eye as we're slowly getting to the final thing, the final day of right, their death. Right,
0: Well, it's interesting because, I mean, it you see sort of different variations of, like, what we think is the truth. I mean, there's one moment where Grace is saying that she was in the garden, and she was, you know, she was looking at the snail, and she was told, okay, it's done, you know, that she didn't see anything. Um, and then as the show, as we get into episode five and six, we...
1: We discover we more. We discover
0: more. But, yeah, it's, you know, in the in that fourth episode were sort of led to believe that she really had nothing to do with it and that she was shocked that McDermott was even thinking of doing that to them.
1: Because in her mind, you know, he's a boister. Like, boister just like, to voice, they didn't really actually do any actions.
0: Right, I think, yeah. At first she wasn't really sure, and then she started to, you know, well, okay, if you're going to do it, don't do it on Thursday. You
1: need to push it. Um, or don't do it on Friday, or she's going to be in her bedroom.
0: Does Monday at the office feel like a storm?
1: And I have to. It's my job to clean the floors. So right. I would suggest, suggest you not doing them yeah. making more work for myself. Exactly. Which Dr. Jordan noted was not, very odd. <laughs> it might be odd, but that's logical thinking. I'm not going to trip it. That, <laughs> no. You're for, right. for me, it was logical. Like I'm, I'm, if I'm Grace, and if I really can't stop you from killing anybody, right? You're gonna... And I, I literally cannot stop you because you're a grown man and you have a lot more strength than me. Just and you too. might kill me, yeah. And you might kill me too. So in that case, I'm just going to be. <laughs> Just don't do it in the bedroom work, right. I have to do the floors. I would just appreciate you not making more work for me.
0: Right. No, you know, what's very interesting about Grace is, like, that she does have a very practical way of thinking, and then that is very practical, you know? Like, there is a part of her, she's, like, so earnest. It's, like, it's almost, it's it's startling because it's, like, well, that's such an odd thing to say, but you're right. It's very, you know, it makes sense. Like, it's, it's very practical, so...
1: For her to be so young, she is very practical. She like, is. <laughs> I, I give her props for that. And so later we found out in the episode that Nancy used to be a rebel. Right. Um, and that she, her last name was Montgomery, like the Montgomery Tavern that burned down in town, that they used to hold all the rebel meetings. Right. So, and then we, we obviously we later find out in the episode how she ended up with Kinnear. Right. But you're trying to figure out what is a rebel doing with Kinnear. Happened. Right. And why? And then she also believes she's fat, which is, like, just oh. early anorexia a little bit. Well, I think that
0: was, she was, so she knew she was pregnant already. And um, at that point, uh, Kinnear wasn't aware.
1: Because guys are kind of stupid. Right. When it comes to well,
0: and she was also so afraid that if, you know, as soon as he found out, she was worried he was going to kick her out. and He would have. Which he would have, which is the whole reason why Nancy let grace and mcdermott go you know she didn't want um she knew that if if, if, if she grace got, was still there yes
1: i'd be replaced yes if, but if you if Mc- she know she's not there
0: right like mckenna um, mr kinner would have definitely kicked nancy out and and grace would have filled her spot so to sort of to defend herself and not let that happen she had to let grace and mcdermott go because no
1: one's gonna... It's not okay to have a child out of wedlock <laughs> back then. Oh,
0: <Apparently. laughs>
1: um, So, you know, they go to church in town, and everybody's staring. And I found... Well, Grace said, I loved it. I wrote it down. It was, God is everywhere. He cannot be caged as men can be. And it just... Even in back in that time, the hypocrisy of religion itself... Because I'm assuming people are Christian. Even if it is in Canada. They're, I'm assuming they're Christian. So... Just the hypocrisy, like, and people don't realize their own hypocrisy within their own religion,
0: right? Because they're sitting there judging um, Kinnear with Nancy and Grace. They're they're judging that um, situation, and yeah, it's it's very. I, that's a very like progressive sort of highlight on on religion, and um, and yeah, you're right. It is. It can be very hypocritical, especially in that moment. And it, it caused them to get up and leave the church. We called
1: Nancy to get up, up and leave. Yeah. I think Grace is kind of fine where she was. She like I'm just gonna listen to the word today. <laughs> right. She's probably but yeah. I'm not. I'm not
0: really. And I can't remember if that was before um, Grace was actually aware of the situation because we knew remember we had talked about we had our theories oh, yeah we had our suspicions the, that they were knocking the, boots and they were knocking right <laughs> that nancy was more than a servant but really she was a mistress um but it, i think it was the fourth episode where mcdermott tells grace yeah and she's completely horrified and shocked which no, but then he That's goes into great surprising. detail
1: about it. It was just the fact that he went super. He went farther than just saying they're sleeping together. No, they're not only sleeping together. It's the fact that she was pregnant and miscarried the baby, but Kinnear still took her in. Right. Yes. Yeah. Which no gentleman would do back right. in those days. Right. So, you know, in a way,
0: I got to give him a point there for taking her in and not, you know, just treating her like a piece of garbage.
1: That he what actually... Nancy? Yeah. He did... Well, he doesn't treat I her mean, like he, a piece of garbage. He treats her like a piece of ass.
0: He, oh, absolutely. But the fact that he, you know, he actually let her in. Like, okay, fine. There's a Free point. Ass. But I'm just saying.
1: <laughs> no, but like, I mean, it's terrible. It's all... This is, it's a, we're talking <laughs> levels of terrible here. It is, but I love McDermott's... His, what it, like, euphemism, I want to say, what he said about the turtle and the woman... About a turtle on his back is—it's almost as good as a, being a woman who's on her back, because you know that once they're on the back, they can't get back right side up. You can't yeah, turn yourself right yeah. side back up once you've been on your back.
0: Absolutely,
1: this is—I was think,
0: smart. No, you know what? That's a great like that. Obviously, to me, is sort of just. A great example or, you know, summary of of what this show represents, you know, it's like these women are put in these positions where they have no power, they're completely powerless. So it causes them to do things that, you know, they wouldn't do otherwise. Um, And it it really just this whole show is going into the the power play between men and women and uh, positions of power.
1: And the fact that back then most men didn't believe women had any power, no, being on their
0: back exactly. Well, on this whole show, it's like that's what this show is is about. This is, you know, it's it's Grace's moment of of having any sort of powers t- is telling the story and and being this murderous, you know, to the public. <laughs> <laughs> because everybody loves good murders, Right. Well, they thought, like, that's what was fascinating to them.
1: Otherwise, she was just a servant. Like, who cares? <laughs> and then, you know, we have the scene between Jamie and Grace. It's really adorable and sweet because he he's a couple years, like, a year or so younger than Grace. Uh-huh. But huh But for the eyes of where we are, as a, you're a woman when you're 15 and 16. But when right. you're a boy and you're 13 and 14, you're still only seen as a little boy. Absolutely. It's a huge, yeah. You're a not a man gap. yet.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But it was sweet. He was like, you know, I, like, I want to be your sweetheart. Yeah. I'm going to marry you.
0: I was wondering, and I, I, yeah, it was, it's interesting how the whole show tied tied together. But, yeah, that was a very sweet moment. And then it was totally ruined because Everybody everyone was watching. was watching and made her feel like crap about it.
1: I'd have been like, first That's of all, of why are you watching me? Like, you, you wanted me out the house. <laughs> I got out the win. house like you want it. I'm I'm minding my own business. No, no. She can't win. She can't even have a Can moment. has a telescope,
0: super long yeah, scope. Super creepy.
1: Like that's not that's not normal.
0: No. Well, he was clearly like he was very interested, and then he was jealous, and or you know, he didn't he didn't like the idea of someone getting in the way of of where he was headed, which was Grace.
1: Or he thought he. Was. Or he thought he was,
0: <laughs> and then that didn't work out so well.
1: Yeah. And then, you know, Grace tells Dr. Jordan about her dreams she's been having.
0: Yeah, that, so the the fourth and fifth episode to me was creepy. Did it not, like, kind of
1: scare you a little bit? <laughs> it did, but it's the fact that she sleepwalks and she doesn't realize she sleepwalks because yes. her feet were just as dirty as the ground yes. outside.
0: Yeah, so she was really outside, yeah. So her
1: dream, like, even within her dreams, she actually did go outside and she did go back inside. right. And it's like her dream was like being pulled to so many different temptations of guys,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, and not knowing
1: where to land.
0: Right. Now that that dream was really that was very creepy, and and the next day, her seeing all the the laundry hanging in the trees just as you know
1: the three bloody angels.
0: Yeah, I just felt like that. You know, they did a great job with. You kind of you get in her head a bit, you know, and you see this like nightmare that she's living. I thought that was really great. It was really effective because it it scared me, and <laughs> I like, all right, it didn't scare me, but it definitely creeped me out. You yeah, know, and the big factor was alive. Very yeah, uncomfortable to watch that.
1: Which I also think is the point.
0: Yeah, absolutely. They did a great job.
1: And then we guys we went into part five. So part five, it opened with an Emily Dickens quote, and the reason. I love it. No, it was Edgar Allan Poe and it was uh the death then of a beautiful woman is unquestionably the most poetically poetical topic in the world. To say that the death of yeah. The death of a beautiful woman is unquestionably the most poetical topic in the world.
0: Well, I think that like is so perfect because I was thinking about this, uh, not to segue too much, but you know, do you think that Doctor Jordan would have a been as like interested and invested in um, Grace if she wasn't so beautiful? And you know, would he have put so much energy into perhaps pardoning her, trying to pardon her with a letter? Like, I think so much of this has to do with the fascination around her. She's this young, beautiful woman, and she's still how young, could she even do this? For yeah. like, fifteen years. But it's so much about this It's this, you know. He's sexually attracted to her, obviously. So he's, you know, he's a lot more invested. And if she wasn't like that...
1: I feel like it's also her spirit. Like, if there's, like, something about her spirit. Like, even if she's still in the story, like, there's still an innocence about her. Even It hasn't been. Like, there's a small yeah. little... Tied hope of innocence that just still tied to her body that just was na- not, like, squashed out of right. her. It was not broken. Yeah, the kind of naivety. The, yeah, the, the, there was a bit of that
0: innocence still. And I thought it was really interesting when um, Dr. Jordan asks um, if anything, like, if Mr. Kinnear did anything, like, bad to Grace. Like, did he touch her? Yes. Her reaction was so, like... I can't believe you're asking me this. You're just like everyone else. Um, you know, It. I thought that was really interesting that she she reacted that way. Because I, I think that, again, highlights her sort of... She's just not very aware of what's going on around her. I mean, she is, but to me that was surprising that she reacted that way. Like, I would think she'd be a little more aware of, well, yes, naturally that's something that would be questioned.
1: Um, well, like, I think it's for her... Like, in the asylum that they asked, like, it would have been, like, a totally different thing and something to be taken advantage of versus him asking and now, even though she knows he won't take advantage of her. Right. Her mind jumps straight back to, like, the situation she was in and maybe that's also causing the biggest reaction she could right. possibly make sort of about of it. Yes.
0: Well, yeah, like, that. there's sort of a... And then they, get, it, it, they go back into that, like, there's this perverse, like, fascination with the bad things that have happened to her. You know, she talks about that in, in the sixth episode. We'll, we'll get, g- we'll there, get guys. to that. Mm-hmm.
1: So today, part five is a discussion about the day Nancy right. and Kinnear died. And Grace goes through, her, you know, her experience. Her sleep, you know, Nancy wants her to sleep with her again now that Kinnear's mm-hmm. out of the house. Mm-hmm. She flips the switch on her pregnancy hormones is all i got to say. <laughs> um, I'm just going to say pregnancy hormones because, yeah, those crazy. Are, those are, she's crazy as hell. Um, yeah,
0: she, de- she definitely bounces around personality, like, She's sweet and then she she's bipolar. insane. Yeah, I think it was the fourth episode where like she's she's brushing, Grace is brushing Nancy's hair. And I'm like, "Oh, this is a sweet moment." And then it she turns switches yeah.
1: real quick. I think also Nancy might have been bipolar.
0: she, you know what? Like, maybe she was bipolar more than Grace. Yeah. Like for the
1: like for the time period, like obviously there's not named for that, but there's has to be like something unchemically balanced Man, in Nancy. Yeah. She's
0: losing it. I mean, I that's it's so, like, I have a hard time. So my first reaction to Nancy was, like, I hated her. I couldn't stand her. I thought she was weird and creepy and just annoying. But the more I, as I finished watching the show, you know, it dawned on me, like, no, she's just really actually, I think I think she's misunderstood. And, insecure. again, she's insecure. And she's in a position, like, she's got to fight. She's fighting for her life here. You know, like, now that she's pregnant, she, she has to do what she can so she doesn't end up on the street and end up like Mary Whitney did. So I, can, I I have a little more sympathy towards Nancy than I did originally.
1: I do too, but that don't give you a right to be a bitch.
0: Doesn't, doesn't give you a right. But I think <laughs> also, like, that was, you know, that was a time period, unfortunately. Like, the way Grace was treated was, I, that was typical of a servant. Yeah. But you're right. It's, like, the way we look at it today with our eyes and this, you know, 2017, it's like,
1: Holly. Like, like she slapped her I wish uh, like, like I wish you would I don't care if you're pregnant or not I wish you would try it today
0: <laughs> no yeah she would not do well
1: <laughs> the things I, I want to say
0: yeah I kind of wish I there was a moment right where grace well she does talk back a bit and that's why she gets slapped but I wish there was a little bit more of like, grace like yeah there is you're right there I don't really there's not much uh, not the kind of fighting that like maybe I would do, which would be more like in your face.
1: Like screaming. yeah, I would have kept going. Like even like I'm like okay, you hit me. Okay, I'm still gonna keep on talking about you because now you're right. You're, doing, you're better than me, but you're still a servant like I am. Yeah, and now and you're I'm really, really spice to work. Yeah, a whole, whole mansion house right now.
0: So, yeah, it's interesting that I mean that was Grace could have really she could have like accelerated everything and and told you know McKenna she could t- or um, Mr. Kinnear you know, th- that Nancy nice was pregnant. I feel like there were things that Grace could have done um, to protect herself that she didn't.
1: But I think if she would have told Miss Kinnear, that gets nasty at the house, but that leaves her alone with Miss Kinnear. So right. it's also a double-edged sword of how the chips are going to fall where they may Yeah.
0: See, I wonder, like, what would be worse? Up on the street without a reference?
1: Is it or good with, with his stick? That's a good question. Wait, what was that? <laughs> I'm using words so because we're on a podcast.
0: Got it. I thought I heard you say, it. I'm like, "Oh, okay, yeah, yeah." I mean, I mean, he's that's pretty, pretty good looking. That's the Bible
1: and for him to be like in his like late forties, early fifties, he's still attractive. He is a
0: handsome guy, by the way. He, the actor, like looks nothing like he looked on the show. Like they completely dyed his hair and his beard, and he looks completely different. I was like, "Who is this guy?" <laughs> they did a good job.
1: He, they really did. Um, And then, so obviously, we. Grace tells Jordan her, you know what happened because also her hair is cut. Oh yeah, That's the pretty. guards cut her hair because apparently she talked back too many times. I mean, which well, just, I'd have been pissed. I'm sorry. Her hair is gorgeous, and as a female, I don't want my hair cut. Oh my god,
0: I have nightmares that I'm gonna wake up and I'm gonna have my hair cut, or like I'm in one day like accidentally just like cut. I mean, it's it's I'm like I know who now.
1: killed me. Like, oh. I mean, I, yeah, I know what you did last summer. It was like yeah. Sarah Jessica Parker for a second. <laughs> no,
0: seriously, I would flip out. But yeah, that. I'm pretty sure she had other things to worry about. I mean, it was obviously terrible that that happened, but I think, yeah, it'd be a little more devastating to us.
1: Yeah, and um, so she she tells him about her day, about the day, and so we find out that McDermott gets Nancy, knocks her over the head, puts her in the cellar, but somehow she's still alive. Right. Um, and then when Miss Kinnear gets home, Shoots him before he even gets to the stable.
0: Him. Yeah, he I, doesn't even walk fully in. That was the i. I mean, I knew he, he said he was going to shoot him, but jeez. that was that was a lot. Yeah,
1: a lot of things. And then we find out Jeremiah is back.
0: <sighs> Jeremiah. Jeremiah
1: is now Jerome Dupont, a medical doctor of hypnosis.
0: Yeah, he is. He's fascinating. I kind of wish that we had a little more like insight into what happens to him after the show or after the the scene where they he hypnotizes grace because yeah there's a lot going on there i mean clearly i i wondered if the if he was actually kind of in cahoots with grace during that hypnosis
1: i feel like, like i feel like they maybe talked about it but i also feel like that voice that that's not that was nowhere near grace's so there was nowhere near human
0: no, that was I think good. That was,
1: like, a totally uh, aspect they didn't expect, either one of them. Right. Oh, you don't think that
0: Jeremiah was expecting His that? His face was, like, shocked. Yeah, I don't know, maybe he's just a really good actor.
1: Well, we know Zachary <laughs> Love is a very great actor. Yeah. I think congratulations, <laughs> Zachary Love. You did a great <laughs> job. Wonderful job. Um. So, and, you know, he wants to hypnotize Grace. Yes. But Jordan's obviously is a little skeptic about the whole situation and he's slowly losing his mind for because of his attraction to Grace and him not knowing whether she is innocent or she is guilty and yeah, he he goes he's home and he's dreaming he has his own dream
0: yeah well he's starting it's interesting that his you know in, we, in the beginning of the series he seems pretty convinced that Grace is innocent and that she's been you know that she's just, she's been abused and that, you know, she's obviously been mistreated and, and he wants to help her. And it as the story continues, he's, you know, the cracks are forming in his own psyche. Yeah. What he believes to be true. And now, yeah. It, can you imagine you think you know something and you think you're getting to know this person, but actually it's going in the reverse, you know, direction that I think the more he hears from her, the more doubts he has. And
1: it was funny because, my part was, like, maybe, because I had a theory for Jordan. I was just, like, cause like, either he he's always been that way and somehow he needed a like catalyst. He, like, crazy,
0: like, losing it, you mean? A, or Like,
1: just, like, he's not as put together as right. he seemed. Got it. Mm-hmm. And that like, he just needed a catalyst in a way for that to show off. Because I, I, I felt like he, the reason he kept saying, oh, I need more time, I need more time. Because I think he wanted to spend more time with Grace more than it was just... To discover if she was guilty or innocent. Right.
0: Well, I think he's become obsessed and he, and, you know, yeah, there's this fascination that it's like, it's like she's become this drug that no he matter who he yeah, he can't, it, it it it's never enough. He's not satisfied, you know, and especially, you know, you imagine, like, he's having these sexual fantasies about her that he knows will never, you know, like, come to fri- fruition because he can't, there's no way, you know, well, unless... She's out. Unless she said, so, yeah, which
1: he could have just did. Like if her like if that's all you want, all you have to do is write the write the part and they need you to write, and yeah. you can have her. She will seriously be, probably be willingly yours. <laughs> well, maybe there was, you know, he was also
0: struggling over the fact that he's this, you know, he's in a position where he needs to, you know, he has to follow these code of ethics, you know, especially as a doctor, and and he's had he's obviously devoted his life and his career to this profession. So if he were to do that, he'd be throwing all of that away.
1: He kinda um, he did because after sexually dreaming about Grace, he sleeps with his landlady who creeped into his bed by the way. Oh it's yeah, no.
0: And then he's thinking, yeah or, but you're talking about that not the very last scene, right? Like the, the... last scene
1: of part five, yes. Oh, or part five. Okay. Part five where she yes. like he's having a sexual dream but somehow the landlady sneaks in.
0: And yeah, she and she's
1: happy with herself that she got him to sleep with her finally. No, poor like, she thing. She smiles like she's like I know like and he's like oh my god like no 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 and he like he leaves straight up right. the next day yeah. But like, why are you proud of this lady? I think
0: like, she's so de- she's so desperate and she wants him and it that makes it even more so like sad, sad yeah. and depressing and you know again it's just another example of this woman like. This, she's doing what she can, and, and it's in our eyes today, it's like it's despicable. Like, why would you do that? But for of the that time era, era yeah. I, you gotta
1: you think if you're on of your survive survival. This man, he paid you two months in advance, he yeah. cooked for you. I mean, I I'll fall in love with you too, I guess. Yeah, she
0: wanted a husband, she wanted a man, and she a thought new man. maybe this would be us her new man. And
1: that didn't work out, uh, which brings it to part six. Yeah. So, after freaking out, um, <laughs> Jordan leaves. Abruptly and goes to Toronto to visit the lawyer that Grace had right. for the murder. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, he has all these questions about is she lying or is she not lying? Right. But then the lawyer says, Did Scheherazade lie? Okay. And you don't. You Yeah, you were telling me. So you don't know who Scheherazade is. Okay, so Scheherazade is um, a woman. So back in Ar- Arabian Nights, um, the Sultan would take a new bride, and then by the morning, he would kill it. He went through a 1, thousand, a hundred brides before okay. Scheherazade. So when Shahrazad came, she would tell him and weave a story, and end a story, but start a new one. And when the sun would come up, he would need to know how it ended. Uh-huh. So for a thousand days and a thousand nights, she weaved different stories and different tales for the sultan until he fell in love with her. Amazing. Okay. It's, it's, well, you know,
0: that just made me think of the ending with the quilt and how she um her quilt had a piece for for Mary Whitney um you know like a section mm-hmm. for Nancy
1: and a piece and then her for prison. herself yeah. yeah
0: um and it just i think there's that you know the quilt was uh symbolic of of her weaving these stories in and out to Dr. Jordan and to anyone who would listen you know and her kind of catering those stories to what she thought they wanted to hear um, because it was her moment of, you know, feeling wanted and, and feeling important for, cause for the rest of the time as a servant, she's not feeling that and obviously <laughs> not in prison. So that's yeah.
1: Yeah. So Grace gets hypnotized. Yeah. And so in a room full of people. Yes. And Lydia is just trying to push up on Jordan, put her hand on his knee, oh, grab her yeah. hand. I'm just <laughs> like lady.
0: The damsel. Um, oh.
1: And I think that was the switch that flicked on her. Also. On you know, Grace. we can say on for Mary to come out. Oh right, for the voice. Yes. That voice is creepy.
0: That voice was creepy, and and
1: but like, it was a true voice. She was like, she was just going in on everybody. She's like, you a slut? You're not. You're a fraud.
0: That must have felt so good.
1: <laughs> like, can you imagine?
0: I mean. You can't say anything you really think, especially when you're the servant. Can you imagine you have this moment of like, I can say whatever I want because I'm hypnotized? She probably felt, probably felt great. Whether she was really, I have my thing. I don't know if I really think she was hypnotized. So let's just say she wasn't and she was acting like that must have felt really good. good that for her. would have been.
1: But my theory is if she, if she really was hypnotized and that was Mary, because like the whispers, like that was a very. Big thing from four or five and six, the whisper mm-hmm. she kept getting like, Let me in, right, yes, that's yeah, and in a way that made me think of like multiple personality disorder, like even though Mary left, she kind of t- she had Mary still with her in a way as a different personality. Right. Which, has, when you have said personalities, you don't know you have said personalities. So Absolutely, yeah. your views aren't the same, and you're, you won't your remember. Your right.
0: I mean, if that's what really... If, if she really is, like, telling the truth, that really was what happened, then, yeah. That would explain the blackout, and then that would explain...
1: Why well, she can't remember giving away her handkerchief. Exactly. And being on the carriage one minute with McDermott, and then right. it filled in the next. Right.
0: Yes. And that would also... You know tie in nicely when um, Mary Whitney dies remember she freaks out that her um, her spirit wasn't released out through the window yeah, and but then but
1: before that she thought she was great she thought she was Mary looking for grace yes
0: yes so yeah no it all it all ties in well so do you do you think that's what
1: I I kind of do like there's yeah. like if you the voices because Grace kind of remembers what happened in the asylum Mm-hmm. but Mary she was talking to Mary the whole time, so it was like almost a correlation of. Sometimes I'm here in the asylum. Sometimes I'm really not. Like I like there are blanks in that too. Right. Because Mary was like, "Oh, I get to talk. I get yeah. to. I get to actually have a voice now. It doesn't like Grace can go in the back of my mind, and she, you know, she's innocent. She doesn't right. have to like really listen or take it.
0: I mean, it. I. I think it. It like works out perfectly if that's what happens. You know, and I think like. I think there's definitely an element of, of yes, there's perhaps, you know, multiple personalities or, you know, Mary is, is a a personality of, of Grace's. But, um, I just, I do wonder about kind of the rest of, of what we hear from Grace, you know, like, cause she even, she says that a lot, you know, I, I changed my story to Dr. Jordan Mm -hmm. to sort of sit here for him to hear what I think he wants to hear. And, um, so like there's this play on truth the whole time, that, you know, like you don't know what like is perfectly like what each like scenario, like what is the truth of each scenario. You still don't like really know as a viewer.
1: Because this is this is, what I believe, and this is my mind. So if Mary did take over Grace, because all she mm-hmm. remembers is being in the being in the field with the snails, right? And then she. Maybe even going back for a second, but like there's parts where it just doesn't make sense because you wouldn't know. Like if 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 Mary did take over at that time, then mm-hmm. she, yeah, she would have gone downstairs. She would have right. helped strangle because she was looking for her Using her scarf. Her scarf right. she was like it was a present, like
0: from Mary. And I Whitney, and like yeah. I need to,
1: I need it. Yeah,
0: no that, and I think that's something. I, yeah, that that would explain why. The scarf was used, you know. Mary Whitney gave that to Grace, and now she's Mary Whitney is using it to kill kill Nancy. (laughs) Poor Nancy.
1: Nancy just got a raw deal. Uh, She did get a raw
0: deal. I think that's like that's pretty much that is that's a good way of putting it.
1: Like got a raw deal. I mean,
0: I don't know if she was she ever happy. She have a moment of happiness? Maybe.
1: Maybe before Grace, probably. Yeah. Or at least a simple one.
0: Still brings me back to wondering why she hired someone so beautiful, though. Nancy. I think she
1: also thought Grace wasn't that smart, maybe.
0: Maybe. I just think.
1: But, like... That wasn't very
0: smart Nancy. Nancy should have hired someone else.
1: Yeah, He'd probably still be alive. Probably. Um, And so Dr. Jordan decides that, you know, he can't give the pardon or write the report that is needed for Grace to the Reverend. Um, And Grace is kind of... She's like, you know, why did he leave? That she's thing shocked. Alive? Yeah,
0: she's so upset. And um, Dr. Jordan, he, what did he say? He said he suffered from two years of nervous, you know, anxiety and exhaustion before he left for, for the war. For the war. But yeah, he he was so distraught over what he, again, what he thought was true, and and wasn't able to come to a definitive conclusion that, you know, he. He bailed and left poor Grace. Yeah. <laughs> so she was in prison for another 11 years.
1: So we're 13 years later. Yeah, 13 years later. Grace is together. finally, finally pardoned. Her hair grew back <laughs> 13 yes. years. she's aged a little with, bit. With some gray, a little gray in there. Yeah, you know, she they still looks great. On a ferry, which I thought was adorable. And, you know, she said we, have a, we have a gentleman waiting for you. It was going to be a surprise. But just know that there's a gentleman at the end of this trick.
0: And who did Grace think it was?
1: She thought it was Jordan. Right. I thought it was Jordan. I thought
0: it was, I, well, I was hoping it was Jordan. The way they kind of set it up. The worst would
1: have, like, not the worst, but the second would have been Jeremiah.
0: Right. And I'm glad it wasn't Jeremiah. I, you know, I never really liked Jeremiah. I like Jeremiah. (laughs) There's something just uh, obnoxious about him. He's like, I don't know. He just reminds me of like a a, kind of obnoxious hipster. (laughs)
1: <laughs> so it is Jamie as a man. Yes, yes. Turns
0: out it yes with the, this full like
1: lumberjack beard. beard. Yeah, his little red ginger beard. Um, and you know he says, "I, I own this farm." Yeah, I, you know, I will, always been
0: uh, fond of you. Oh. Had warm feelings for you.
1: So will you marry me? She's like, "Don't do it for
0: you know out of pity, right?" Because he was the re- his testimony is ultimately what caused Grace to go to prison.
1: And first, I would have been like, okay, really, dude? <laughs> I'd be like, this is really weird. <laughs> I, really, Where have right? you been? Yeah. You ain't
0: come to visit me? Yeah. What, what have you been doing for the last 13 Th- 30 years? 30 years? 30. Well, yeah.
1: Yeah. Like, she was in jail that's for, right. like... Yeah. Where have you been? Where have you been for 30 years? Why dude? have you
0: been married? Like, that's a Where's your other. kids? Yeah.
1: But, okay, you want to marry me? All right. I guess I'll do it. We will have no service in the house. I can do it myself. Right. She's
0: like I am not messing with anyone doing what I do well. What did she say? She says that um <laughs> oh, she didn't want a servant because they pry too much, much and they listen at the doors. So is that what Grace did? <laughs>
1: Pro- well, she we saw she did that a little bit with Kinnear and Nancy in the little parlor. It's just
0: funny that she has. that's what that that's what she thinks. Hmm. It's telling
1: a little bit. Um and then uh you know he wants her to tell her about his time in the, like her time in the asylum and in my first I my first thought is why? Why should I recount the worst times of my life to you? Technically we should be over this. I'm marrying you.
0: Absolutely. Well, <clears throat> I think that so that's like a huge part of I think this whole show is um Grace has in one of her letters to Dr. Jordan says, you know, there's my husband asks me to recount these, you know, horrible stories, these horrible things that happened to me. And he sits and listens like it's a a fairy tale. And she says, and that's exactly what you would do, Dr. Jordan. You would sit and listen in, in fascination and at these, these grotesque things that would happen to me. You know, what is that? Why? Like, what is this fascination that People want to hear about these horrible things that are happening to women, and I think that's kind of like what this show is like. Why are we so fascinated by this female murder? Like, why? Why back then were they so fascinated? Because I don't think there's the same fascination with men. Like, at all. You know, it's about. I think it's this weird, like, sexual thing, and and this it's a it's a
1: twisted. Anyway, it kind of reminds me of the sin um, sin. The, uh, the uh, I'm hoping I get it right, Cynthia Brown case that's been going over the internet lately. A 16-year-old girl gets life in prison for murdering a 43-year-old man who bought her. But a 19-year-old dude who rapes a girl in college gets six months. And how is Absolutely. that Absolutely.
0: No, I think this, you know, a huge shout-out to Margaret Atwood for creating another show that highlights um, the... Horrible like situations that women have had to endure for years, you know, hundreds of years and beyond that. But um between Handmaid's Tale and this show, you know, um it's and even, really yeah. It's I don't it's say
1: the strength of a woman too to go like for Grace, like she's been through so much and still she's she does have an inner strength about herself, and it's a it's a strong it's a strong character with all the crap that she's been through. She still. Isn't she's jaded, but she's not jaded. If that makes any sense.
0: Well, she's come out on the other end of it, you know, where a lot of people don't. Unfortunately, like Mary Whitney did not, and Nancy, Nancy, Nancy did started. not, you know. Um, but yeah, it's this. She's constantly had to be around this predatory nature of men, and somehow she gets out of it. And I think that you know, I think that's what Margaret Atwood was really trying to look at, like this. That is, you know, which is obviously so relevant, which going on today, with, especially with the Hollywood executives. It's all coming out about all the sexual harassment and sexual abuse. And
1: and funny enough, even a woman sexual harassment of a male actor. Executive, yeah. Oh,
0: yeah, no, yeah, it's not one-sided. It's like,
1: I know, but I was just like, I thought that was interesting because, like, you're hearing all the things about the men, but, like, just I heard the one story about the woman, I was like, whoa. Yeah, I okay. know.
0: I mean, I think it's it's predominantly it's men but that are doing the harassing but yeah it's not it's and it's not just towards women it's also towards men and and vice versa but i think what this show is definitely it's it's looking at positions of power and especially in the show it's men that are in positions of power always and and what women you know have to do to to survive and survival
1: um, is key it no is. matter what it is cuz you'll never know what, what I also love about the show, like, a very big shout-out to Margaret uh, Atwood is the fact that survival, you'll never know what you're going to do until you have to do it. And, like, whether it's going to be right or wrong in somebody else's eyes, yeah. your mind is the exactly. right thing to do for yourself.
0: Exactly. Well, I think that's interesting because, you know, especially with what's going on with the Hollywood execs <coughs> being accused of, again, sexual harassment and abuse, people have all kinds of opinions on... Um, why were the women, you know, going into those rooms with those ex- executives, et cetera. But it's like, until you're, like you're saying, until you're in that position and until you have struggled or gone through whatever they've gone through, like you just, you can't judge. Um, and you know, whether or, or not, um, Grace did this, <clears throat> it's important to look at that, you know, what position was she in? What, what options did she have?
1: And I think that was the point of the show. So it doesn't matter if she is guilty or if she is even innocent, is right. It's what leads up to it. It's the circumstances at the end of the day. It's the circumstances what leads to the bigger decisions, leads to the bigger consequences in and of itself.
0: Exactly. And, like, because the show made sure to highlight, you know, moments of even as a little girl or, you know, a young teenager, young woman, her dad abusing her, you know, and then the abuse that she endured in the asylum and the the prison. Like, where does that, you know, that rage come? Where do you put that rage, you know? And if if it was towards killing Mr. Kinnear and, and Nancy, you know, there there would it would make more sense. Or even you
1: know? the other presence of a different personality.
0: Right. Yes. Yeah, a way as a way of like coping. Yeah.
1: Well, Crazy. guys, enough, that's that's it for us. Uh, I mean, this show is amazing. It is. I'm hoping for another season because I am really interested in actually getting more fleshing out of yes what happens like how did like Jeremiah's story like between him leaving her even though he knew what could possibly happen to like becoming a doctor of hypnotism
0: absolutely and you know I would love to see the story of I would want to see all of Nancy's story like I think she's so fascinating too you know yeah what caused her to go from. Her as a young adult, to rebel, to living as a mistress, to dead. <laughs> dead, sadly,
1: and Jamie's story a little bit because I'm just like yeah. I need to know what you've been doing. Yeah, I need to understand
0: this. Oh, and then even Doctor Jordan, you know, I want to know more about him
1: because he. Oh yeah, he's the Wharf effed him up. Yeah,
0: I think like that comment combined with him having to deal with the stories of Grace made him completely go bye bye.
1: Okay. hey guys again i am shay jones you can find me at real shay jones on twitter and instagram
0: hey guys ashley sullivan and you can find me on instagram at ashley sullivan
1: actress thanks guys for tuning in bye from executive producers maria Manunos, kevin undergaro phil svitek and the entire AfterBuzz tv staff
0: we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz tv network